It's a theme that I mentioned at, in the book of Hebrews that God speaks to us today through Jesus Christ. And just as personal as I can make it, I want to emphasize that uh, Christ is to be shared and received. He's to be received and shared by each and every one of us. He is, uh, you know, if I said, uh, you know, Al and I are real good friends. And he's a songwriter, and I think a lot of him. But I don't believe anything Al said. I don't have any confidence in anything he says. Uh, you know, that would be a terrible thing, wouldn't it? And yet, many of us take Jesus the same one. We, we know him, we know, have heard of him. Uh, we've heard that he's a good friend of ours. And a good friend, he's your Savior, and he's your Lord. And then, then sometimes we don't believe him. We don't have confidence in him and in his word. And with that, I want to say that the message this morning is from Jesus. And he's spoken to us. And he has, God speaks to him today through, through his son. Turn this up. I can't hear me. I'll speak a little louder. And he speaks to him, and he's going to continue to speak to him, through him because he speaks through his word. And faith comes by hearing, according to Romans 10 17, and hearing by the word of God. And he's still just as real. He, is, he stands as Revelation 3 describes in the 21st, 3rd chapter and 23rd, he said, I stand at the door and knock. And if any person will hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and I'll sup with him and he with me. So it's up to us to listen to him and to receive him. And he's pleading for us in the 13th chapter, in the 8th verse that I read this morning before we commune. Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in the 5th chapter of this book of Hebrews, we have it very emphatically stated in the 8th verse, Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal, eternal salvation. That's the kind of salvation we're looking for, eternal salvation. Unto all them that obey him. Now, you know, we think about eternal salvation. That's after this life. That we we all have our sorrow, we all have our sad moments, we all have our struggles, we all have our storms, our difficult times. The most difficult time that we'll ever have to face is when we think this life is ending. And I'll have to face eternity. Here's a message. He is the author. He's the author of eternal salvation. 
just to those who obey him. I didn't write it. He had someone write it. And when he was here with us, he said, Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father who is in heaven. That's Jesus speaking. At the close of his Sermon on the Mount, he said, The person who's wise, the person who's unwise, he's like a man who hears these things of mine and doesn't do them. He's like a man who builds his house on the sand. But a man who hears me and hears my words and does them, he'll be like a man who builds his house on the rock. And the wind and the storms, all the things that become contrary to us standing would come, but we'd still stand if you hear and do what he says. This is a message we need to hear today. We're living in terrible times. We're living in a time when people have very little confidence in each other. When the world rulers are seeking to be renowned on their own, I don't know what they think. They're struggling with the great principles upon which this nation was builded. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so on earth. Thy will be done. God built this great nation on us praying unto him and wanting to do his will. And now, in the schools, we have to say, hush, hush, when we talk about Christ and we can't read the Bible and we can't teach it. We're deteriorated, but yet there is a call for us today to hear Jesus, to exalt him in our lives, to receive him into our thinking. And we need so much to do that. But what, what, what does it mean? In the sixth chapter of the, Ephesians, of the letter to the Acts of the Apostles, we mentioned this morning in our class that they heard, heard Stephen preaching. He was preaching about Jesus. He was preaching about the history of God's people and how that God had spoken through many, many people. And yet, he climaxed with all of it with Christ. And as they rejected him, stoning him and taking his life, as he was dying, he looked up and he saw Jesus. And it wasn't described as is written in the book of Hebrews. He's at the right hand of God sitting. But he was standing. He was standing and seeing this first saint martyred, his life taken because he was preaching the word and that Christ was the King and the Lord and the Savior. 
and the fulfillment of all things written in the Old Testament. And he said, Jesus, don't lay this sin to their charge and receive my spirit. Now, if Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, he's at the right hand of God, and he hears people who are going through suffering and sorrow and difficulties. And he still expects people, he's the author of eternal salvation to all them that obey him. What is that? In that sixth chapter, before Stephen was stoned, they had appointed seven deacons. They were helping the widows. The apostles didn't take time to do that. They appointed seven people, but they were preaching the word and they were praying. What were they preaching? The word. And they were praying. And many of the priests, because of that, were obedient to the faith. Now, what does it mean to be obedient to the faith? Well, we have so much teaching today, and it's true that we can receive Jesus into our life. It's true that he is available. It is true that he's everywhere. It is true that we just need to open the door and open it. But we can't interpret the scripture to con conflict with what he has said. He has said he's the author of eternal salvation to all them that obey him. And here many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Then the faith that we have, that we believe in him and we claim him, has to be something tied into that that you have to obey. What is it? Can you clarify? Well, Jesus, in his last words, here on the earth, before he ascended and, and, and came back in Revelation, but I mean but when he was in his body before he died, he said, you go to every preacher. disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever commanded you. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. Well, what did you command, Lord? Well, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. You go into all nations, every creature. And he that believeth and is the time shall be saved. What did you say, Lord? I said it easy. I said it simple. I said it so anybody can understand. He that believeth and is the time shall be saved. The Lord, that's too much. No. He's the author of eternal salvation. He's the author of eternal salvation. He is the author and perfecter of our faith. We have to be obedient to the faith. What is the faith? The faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, did Luke say that? Yes, yeah, he said. 
It behooved the Christ to suffer and rise from the dead, that repentance and remission of sin should be changed, should be preached in his name. Repentance of sin is to turn away from your own way and to acknowledge him as Savior. And he said it would begin in Jerusalem. And it did. And in Jerusalem, when Paul preached that first sermon, there were thousands of people gathered there, but 3,000 responded. And he went through the Old Testament and preached that Jesus was Lord and Christ. And Jesus had been wickedly crucified. And that he had been raised, God raised him, and that he's the right hand of God, and he had shed forth that which you now see in here. And you know what he did? He told them what to do to be saved. That makes sense now. How did they how were they obedient to the faith? They said, What shall we do? And you know what they cried out? What the preacher told them? He said, Just repent and be baptized, everyone of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins, Christ died. He anointed us with his blood. But he anoints us with his blood when we show our faith, when we obey, when we obey his death to our sins and a burial in the watery grave like he was buried and raised to walk new. Does that make sense? But it makes sense to me when I put it together with uh, Paul's writings of Thessalonians. He said, "Ye your troubles rest with us. And the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty hand, taking wounds on them that know not God and obey not the gospel of Jesus Christ. How in the world do you obey the gospel? I don't know, he just said that he's coming. Well, would he do that? Yeah, because he's the author of eternal salvation of the people who obey him. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he makes it simple, easy to understand. Why well, he even said to Nicodemus, he said, You can never be in heaven with things unless you're born again. He said, Can I be born again in my mother's womb, being old? He said, well, he said, it's just like the wind. You can't see, hear, feel the wind. But said, that's the way it is to be born of the Spirit. You must be born of the water and of the Spirit. And we can't see God. We can't feel Christ when he comes into us. But by faith, we believe it. And if we believe it, that's just a symbolic of beginning our faith. Then we can take him with us. You know, the Roman letter... He just has it, Paul just wrote it to where you can't, you can't fail to understand this obedience. In fact, before we, we do that, the first chapter in the fifth verse, he talks about the obedience that takes place. And then in the last chapter, he talks about it. But the fifth verse says, By whom we receive grace, who is an apostle of Jesus Christ, for what purpose? For obedience to the faith among all nations. That's it. That's the one he said when he ascending. He said, you go tell everybody about my death, burial, and resurrection. And a man who wants eternal salvation, you just obey that. 
And he says, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter, but he that does the will of my Father. And God said in John 6 and 34 and 45, he said, they shall all be taught of God. They that have heard and learned cometh unto the Father. By whom we have received grace and apostleship for the obedience and the faith among all nations for his name. And when he was closing that Roman letter, Here's what he said. He was in the 26th verse. He said, But now it's made known. And by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God. Well, that's what he said. He said, uh, The will of God. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall have the kingdom, but he that does the will of my Father, who's in heaven. And made known to all nations. What for? What for, Lord? What for, Paul? For the obedience of the faith. Now that's been made known that you may obey. Somebody says, I don't know when I die whether I'll go to heaven or not. God bless you. You can go to heaven if you just listen to the simple gospel that death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and just obedient to it. And, and, and you can't fail to see it in Romans 6. Paul just laid it out there. He said, said uh, well, so we continue to sin after we become Christians that, uh, that the grace of God just might continue to cleanse us. He said, no, no, no. You don't understand. He, he said, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin? You don't practice sin after becoming child of God. Oh, you sin. But you just remember that the windshield washer works all the time when you have faith and you're cleansed by the blood of Christ. You'll go to heaven because of what Christ did, not because of what you do. He took your stripes. He took your sins upon him. And you show your faith by going through the likeness of his death, burial, and resurrection. And what, you don't have to worry about what church you're going to be a member of. He adds you to his church, and his church doesn't even have a name. It's just a group of people. Well, we call it the Church of God, the Church of Christ, the Church of the Firstborn, and all of that, but it's just the people of God. It's just the saved of God. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer than? Know you not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Is that where, is that where I get into his death? That's what he said. Now, if a person hasn't done that, he just needs to do it. Somebody said, well, what about somebody that didn't do that? Well, if they haven't heard and they don't know, you let God take care of it. But a person who hears and knows, he, he, he ought to be encouraged to take advantage of the free grace that's given to him. Just said, I believe in Jesus Christ, and I don't want to be obedient because he said he's the author of eternal salvation to all them that obey him. And Paul said he's coming to take advantage on them that know not God and obey not the gospel. How do you obey the gospel? Well, the good news is that he died buried in his grave. You used to obey it. And it's just so simple. He didn't believe in his baptism and be saved. That's enough. And that's all you have to, that's what you have to understand. You have to give God the credit for saving you and putting you in touch with that person that you just knock at the door anytime you want to and he opens and he cleanses you and he forgives you and he gives you strength and that's the only way you can go through the dark shadows of death 
knowing that you have the hand of the Lord. I will fear no evil, for thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism. I didn't put that at that. The Holy Scriptures did. Ephesians 4 said there's one baptism, and it named water. In Cornelius' case, he said, who can forbid water? Now, I know that the Holy Spirit baptism, but he gives you that when you go into the watery grave, and he baptizes you, he puts the Spirit into you when you're baptized, according to Acts 2.38. He sends the Spirit of the Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. That's the reason you need to go through the death of the to get his Spirit. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life, a new life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. We were crucified we were brought through the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. When a man says, I believe that God has given his son and that he's at the right hand and that it is by his blood that I'm saved, and I'll show you because I'll obey his death, his burial resurrection, by the little simple gospel that's preached, that he died, was buried, was raised, and he said, go preach this to everybody. And he that believeth and is baptized to be saved. And in Acts 2, he said, he added, they that were being saved, he added to the church. Don't have to worry about what church you're going to be a member of. He'll take care of that. It's just the group that calls on him. And you know, Knowing that Christ has been raised from the dead, he doesn't die anymore. Death doesn't have any of If you're not in Christ, death will get you. That's going to swallow you up without the insulation of life. You will be insulated against the darkness and the dungeon of hell. And your company with the devil in his hand. All you need to do is to claim Christ into your heart, your life. But don't be caught up in denominationalism. It just says, forget about the church. Forget about this, forget about that. Just receive the Lord Jesus into your heart and, and he'll come into your heart. Now, I'm not going to contradict the word of God. The word of God says, my words are spirit and they're life. So my words are, they've got to be obeyed. I'm eternal salvation to the people who obey. These simple words, it's just like I started out with, Al, Al, you're my friend, I love you, very close to you, but I'm not going to hear a word you say. What do you think? You get up there and you meet Jesus at the door and say, well, I, I didn't pay attention to that. He was believing he was baptized to be saved. I didn't, I didn't have any confidence that then you didn't believe me. So we become the bride of Christ. We become married to Christ. When we have courage enough to believe in him and confess him and to put him on, you don't have to worry about whether he'll, he'll be there. He's here. He's here for you this morning. If you haven't been responding to the invitation of Christ, we know that I don't have anything to do with it. I'm just a mouthpiece for the Christ. 
But I'll tell you, Jesus' feelings are hurt, and he's crushed, because you're very special. He knew you when you were formed in your mother's womb. He knew exactly how many days you'd live. He knew exactly how many hairs in your head. He knew exactly what you'd go through. And he wanted you home with him. And you don't have to have a big, long degree or education to understand the simple time. I died on the cross. I want you to die to yourself and to your old sins, and I just want you to trust in me. Now what you do is what my blood did for you. I'm taking your punishment for you. I just want you to believe in me. But I want this much faith, obedient to the death and the burial and the resurrection that I went through for you. Come as we stand together and say.